0: Previously on Follow the Leader.
1: This is a social fiction game for two players. Both of you together will tell the story of a young dragon and its young rider, both coming of age against an apocalyptic background. You will both tell the story, but each person will take ownership of their character's actions, words, and perspective. It was a snowy day when I found you, and I was
0: lost. I was cold and shivering on that cliff, hanging to life.
1: We were both there at the end of our ropes. When I approached you, you recoiled from me.
0: I was afraid you would push me to my doom. I saw
1: your eyes go
0: wide, and I knew you were scared. So I hung back. You said that you wouldn't mind helping me stay warm, and I knew you meant no harm.
1: Parker takes the hit, and stands the hit, and can withstand it. But Theo... It's like they've been hit too. And they just sort of like hit the hit the snow. Like they've taken a hit to the head. Like the impact got them. And they black out and hit the snow. Because it's that good, good shit. Um, their nose has started bleeding. But as, uh, as like, Harkadosses them awake, they sort of like, they get up and they sort of sniff a little bit. And um, they... Uh, shake their head and just spit, and like this, like massive globule
0: of blood just like hits the snow. We now return to your game, already in progress. So that brings us to scene three, when we shared a comforting embrace. Yep. Salving wounds, sharing the night
1: sky, sparkling water, falling through jagged rock formations, stretching to the sky like bony fingers. At night, dragon and rider tend to their scrapes and bruises and reflect on their bond. Accentuate the moonlight as it glints off of crystals. Set the mood as sensuously as you can and be gentle in this scene. Dragons have tusks and claws and harsh scales, but in the soft light those tusks are smooth, claws caress and scales are comfortably cool. Riders may be brash and hot-headed, with squishy bodies in need of protection, but at this glade, in the light of the stars and the approaching planet, that brashness gives way to gentle assertiveness and the squishy body is soft and warm at your side. At the end of this scene, the planet moves closer every day. The tides begin to drastically change. Your community is at panic. If you look hard enough, you can see, mirrored in the air of the second world, riders and dragons just like yourself. Do they feel the same emotions you do?
0: And for the wagers, um, as the dragon, I will warm a body of water with my breath. I will glitter in the moonlight. I will nuzzle the rider with my snout. I will lick the rider's wounds. I will howl into the beautiful night sky.
1: And for the rider, I will entertain the dragon with tricks or stories. I will give the dragon a gift. I will salve the dragon's wounds. I will hold the dragon's head in both of my hands, and I will watch the mist from our breath rise into the night sky.
0: So, I immediately want mm-hmm. to propose the setting before I forget. Yep. But since the tides are all wonky, I feel like the grotto is available in a in a time when it no- normally wouldn't be uh, mm-hmm. accessible. Yep. Here for it. Here for it. Okay, now we've got to decide on our wagers. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. What a beautiful parallel that we have going on here, Dora. This is good. Uh, yeah. So, Dora has wagered four, and I have wagered three. Perfect. Excellent. So, do we think this is like that day, or the next day, after the facing danger? Is this literally sort of followed on from what we just saw?
0: I I wanna say this is this is that day. Mm-hmm. Cool. And Parker Parker just like very, very gently takes Theo to the to the grotto.
1: Yes, good. Excellent. Alright. And I think they get there and um Theo is reluctant to get off Parker's back at first um, and he's just sort of like holding on to him and holds them extra tight for a moment, just like squeezes them before uh, before uh, dismounting. And as um, they get down, they see the side of, uh, of Parker's head where uh, he took that hit and they're just like, oh, I should... Um, I think I think I saw something growing in here last time that's good for that. Let me just and scurries off to um though a bit slower than usual a bit wobbly still but uh gathers uh one of the non-glowing mosses and uh um scoops up and oh no cuz of well yeah gets that and uh finds like a little gap in the rocks and starts like mixing some of this moss with water to create like a paste. And uh, so, uh, if you and like beckons Parker over, and so they can start like applying this look, sort of hastily homemade poultice to uh, to Parker's temple.
0: Yeah, Parker definitely goes over there and just closes their eyes as Theo works, and just says, "I'm I'm glad you're safe."
1: I'm glad you're safe too. I'm sorry that that happened that you had to do that though
0: it was my choice I and Parker takes a breath and it's just like I'd do anything to protect you <laughs>
1: says Jade not Theo <laughs> I mean Theo might have that kind of look on their face but they don't make that noise that was very much Jade um at that i think um yeah theo's been like putting this this salve on one side and just like so their hand is already on one side of parker's head and then reaches up with the other and like just looks into parker's eyes for a moment and just like and i you you do know that right
0: that was dora not Parker <laughs> Parker just looks shocked for a moment Mm-hmm. and then he says you're so soft I don't want you to ever come to harm and like he leans up and like there's I'm imagining there's still like a trickle of blood from from the nosebleed and like mm-hmm. he licks it away and is just like I never I'd do anything to keep that from happening again.
1: I think Theo does the, the forehead thing again, like just Oh, no wait. First off, they're blushing like a lot. <laughs> um and when uh they press their forehead to Parker's Parker can feel their warmth coming from their cheeks. I think they say anything in that moment but like Parker can feel like gratitude and like I don't know how to say how I'm feeling and like can just feel this like overwhelming positive feeling that lacks words because Theo can't verbalize it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but Parker feels it
0: yeah Parker nuzzles at their face Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and Theo feels a reciprocated fondness and and softness.
1: This is very good and very good.
0: Uh. <laughs> and I think, like the moonlight is streaming into, mm-hmm. streaming into the grotto because the moon is is kind of low and mm-hmm. glinting off of Parker's scales. I think. Theo
1: pulls back and just sees that and just, like, lets out this little gasp of amazement. And, and like, because there's, like, the bioluminescence going on and then there's Parker being all sparkly and beautiful. And I think they say that, actually, just sort of, like, m- almost an exhale more than a word, but just, like, beautiful.
0: I don't think dragons can blush, but there's mm-hmm. still that sort of bashful feeling mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: and i think for a moment there's just this silence between them but it's like completely comfortable and their breathing falls into sync as they as they have this moment and theo is still like touching parker and the breath as they exhale because it's obviously still cold and like each time they breathe out in sync like this little cloud of mist like comes from both of their mouths and mingles with each other and then disperses up and outwards.
0: That's really
1: good. <laughs> you want to add any more?
0: I think that's a really great place to end. q How did you do? Unfortunately, I only got three.
1: Uh, and i i I hit all three of mine do you lose
0: a bond if you wager and don't gain
1: yes okay so then on balance we would have got five correct cool
0: the fourth scene is when we soared with one set of wings with our bond growing stronger every day we're nearly unstoppable soaring through the spires of sharp mountains we loop and dazzle with acrobatic displays Pirouettes and spirals on one set of wings, with rider and dragon moving together as one. Daredevil displays and risky maneuvers are now as easy as breathing, and we do both as one body. Mirrored movements belay a bond more than physical. Both rider and dragons share one mind now. This scene showcases the strongest bond ever known. This is more than a joyous ride in the sky, however. You two have been called to complete some task. Someone is in danger, an item needs gathered from a dangerous locale, or an urgent message needs sending. Who sent you? Who calls for assistance from a brave dragon and their exuberant rider? What impressive display do you flare out while saving the day? At the end of this scene, after all we have saved the day, the planets start to fall.
1: Okay, things I can wager Um, for the rider. I will stand tall on the dragon with no need to hold on at all. I will admire our shadow as it looks like one beast in a flight over the ground. I will lose myself in the smell of the air and the feeling of the dragon's muscles under mine. I will share my plan with the dragon without speaking a single word. I will save the day.
0: And the wagers I can make. I will scream joy into the sky. I will spiral downwards, pulling up at the last moment. I will admire the rider's flowing hair. I will ride the thermals, wings still and heart flowing and I will save the day. Okay, we've both made, made our wagers, and once again, um, we've decided three each.
1: So what do we think this mission is that we've been sent on?
0: Um, First, I want to say I think maybe this is a couple of years down the line. Mm. I'm down with that. And uh, I think Parker's much bigger now.
1: I hate myself, because you know what the first thing I thought was when you said that? what's that hot <laughs> <laughs> oh i am what i am and what i am needs no excuses <laughs> oh, look i've never been shy about my proclivities on this podcast we're playing a game with a dragon and a rider that are psychically linked i don't see why i should start now
0: that is completely fair <laughs>
1: else you want to establish fuck
0: (sighs) let's let's say that this is more springtime. i like that just because like get us out of the winter get us into Mm -hmm.
1: sure um and while i don't know if this was one of the wages that you picked in case it was and i want to facilitate you but also the visual is incredibly good i think uh theo's hair which was already sort of Loose and longish around, like, their ears is now sort of, like, to their shoulders. um, And they need to, like, wear it up.
0: Okay. uh, To keep it out of their way. So. Sounds good. Okay. So, what have we been sent to do? I like the thought that... Well, like, the planets
1: are about to fall. That maybe we've been sent to, like, a rumoured old wizard's tower or something. Or an old observatory something uh old knowledge about this this thing that is happening like is there anything that can be done is there anything or maybe it's a a a person that they need to find but it's like they need they've been sent in pursuit of knowledge like it's like, like a last ditch effort to to get something to try and do something
0: yeah i like that
1: but it's like a a long journey, and like they're the only ones that could make the journey.
0: I like that a lot.
1: I'm imagining like this wizard's tower or this observatory, like being like on the like a lighthouse almost, like on some cliffside that nobody's been to in years. Maybe part of the land has crumbled away around it, so it's just like this rocky outcropping with like a tower on top of it.
0: Yeah. I like that a lot.
1: Cute. Do we think that um now they've been at this a couple of years, like is there any kind of saddle situation like going on to make it or is it literally just like they've never had they didn't start with it and they don't need it, so they don't have it?
0: I like the idea that they don't need it. Like maybe maybe Parker's grown some spines, not not in response to this, but maybe Parker's grown some spines that make it a little easier to to stay put. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Like as as he's become a more mature dragon, so
1: yeah, love it, love it a lot. I think the scene starts with that running leap from the first scene.
0: Oh yeah,
1: and that plummet down the cliff, cliffside, and then that pulling up at the last second to skim along the water. That this time, like Theo doesn't need to cling on. Like it's literally just with their legs and their arms are outstretched. You know, like in Rescuers Down Under when the kids ride in the eagle. Yes, like that. That that good. That good shit. Like complete, complete faith in Parker, and just. The freedom of flight.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a really good visual, and I think, you know, Parker's just like, with, with him being bigger now, I feel like, you know, it takes fewer wing beats for them to stay in the air, and like mm-hmm. Theo can just feel the the muscles moving, or yeah. underneath them, mm-hmm.
1: and I think as they do that. Theo just closes their eyes again because there's that trust and it's not fear because they don't have that anymore not when they're with Parker it's just like they can lose themselves in the moment and like the smell of the sea and the breeze moving over it and the beat of wings and although they're on this important mission it's just sort of like like they're totally at peace like, this planet is on a collision course with theirs, but in this moment it doesn't matter.
0: I think they climb higher and higher until um, until they get well above the well above the ocean and mm-hmm. like, there there's this point where the warm air is separated from the cool air that's closer to mm-hmm. the ocean and Parker's able to just glide through the pockets mm. of warm air keeping the both of them aloft
1: I think there that, that smooth gliding is where like uh, Theo like unhooks their knees and just sort of like stands up and just yeah just lets themselves their arms outstretched like their arms are like mirror Parker's wings and it's just like the two of them there this is very good I wish I could
0: draw. I know, right? (laughs) And I think it's that moment where there's just that sense of oneness and peace and Parker just lets out this joyous roar. Mm -hmm. Like, they can't contain they can't contain all of this. This, This feeling of rightness is too big and this feeling of happiness to be with Theo
1: Mm. and I think Theo laughs too and like drops down from that standing position uh, to take their normal riding position and just like wraps their arms around Parker's neck and he's like laughing with them and I think then uh, just says quietly okay we've got a job to do and points uh pulls a compass out uh from like the little bag and uh gives parker the bearing and they uh not quite a night fury style because copyright mm-hmm. but uh there's definitely sort of a well, beating of parker's like whoop, whoop, whoop. and they just sort of like dart off in that direction and it's the good shit
0: I feel like we can kind of abstract out mm-hmm. what happens when they get there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know. I almost want to flip a coin to see if there's anybody there by the time they get there, or if they get there and there's just ruins.
1: Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll roll a D2.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Uh, one there is, two there isn't? Yep. There is! Oh
0: man. So what do we find?
1: Do we find Marius? Thank the gods for small
0: favors. Oh my god. <laughs> we find we find an older crotchetier, Marius, who's who's like intentionally not seen anybody for a while, but has been studying the planet as as planet as it's been falling.
1: Mhm. And does Marius come back with them? Or the do, do they have anything to help? Do they have even just wisdom to maybe soothe upset people? Or is like Marius just like, Nope,
0: planets fucked. Sorry. I don't think that Marius is just like, nope, planets fucked. I think I think they they probably have like sheafs and sheafs of paper and parchment Mm -hmm. that they've written on and like they've got ideas of how this can be salvaged but there's nothing concrete yet they just need more time they need to not be distracted but I think they they make copies of some of the the papers to give to Parker and Theo and just like Mm -hmm. you do with this what you will I'm going to keep working now get out of my hair
1: okay Oh. I'm sorry. I'm just really amused by the fact that you described Marius as being more crotchety, and I was like, "Is that possible?" Mm. Well, consider, I, we-
0: <laughs> consider also their 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 source and their inspiration. Mm. So, absolutely, absolutely, it can definitely happen.
1: Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So, so Theo and uh, Parker head back.
0: Does that count as saving the day? I feel like it's a successful mission, so I think so. Okay. Like we get back and we're we're hailed as heroes because we have this treasure trove of new knowledge and there's hope again that that mm-hmm. the day might be saved. Okay. So I got all three of mine. <laughs> I got all three of mine. Boo yeah.
1: Okay finally the fifth real scene is when we face the apocalypse we can see the faces of the riders from another world as gravity blends between the geologic colossi we can meet the other riders on their world with a powerful leap the planets move to intersect and as the clash of rocks and rending of stones splits the air powerful storms burn up the atmosphere there is no denying that this is the end of the world of both worlds We must save who we can, move them to the far ends of our home. We must do the impossible and find safe havens for those we love as our planets collide. If our bond is strong enough, we can push ourselves past the limits of what would be possible alone. However, if our bond splinters, falters, harbors any imperfections, the day will be lost. We live on small worlds, and with this collision, however apocalyptic as it may seem, there may be hope of a salvageable future. Riding through splintering spires, moving mountains, collapsing cliffs, and breaking bluffs. We ride on wings that grow fatigued. We must push, push, push to the end. Now is the time to tally our bonds and determine our fate. And that part comes after.
0: As the dragon, I can wager, I will race between closing teeth of jagged rock. I will take a blow that would have destroyed the rider. I will see another dragon crushed to death under a meteoric boulder. I will be unable to save the rider when they ask for help. And I will burn white hot when it seems all hope is lost.
1: As the rider, I will see death approach for my friends. I will run to the dragon's side as a mountain falls. I will be knocked from the dragon by a massive boulder. I will stare up at the destruction, unable to move. I will temper like hot steel when it seems all hope is lost. Man, how angsty do we want to make this? And I know who I'm talking to as I say this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we did decide to play a game where you literally face the apocalypse. So, yes. Yup. Yup.
0: Okay, we've made our wagers. I've wagered three and Jade has wagered four.
1: Mm -hmm. I've almost run out of stuff to wrap around my hand. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, it could have been a longer piece of thing as well, but you know. (laughs) Okay. Yo, the apocalypse is here. Yep. I think this scene starts with a massive chunk of rock and mountain sliding away from the planet above us heedless of gravity and crashing down or up from there down to us and it slams into the ocean and this tidal wave just starts barreling towards the village and there's things that the owen parker can do but this is a lot and maybe it started far away But there is this coming. There is no diverting this.
0: This is death coming. Yeah. Do we start off together or do we start off apart?
1: I feel like we're together.
0: I feel like over the time, like,
1: Parker lives in the village with everybody now. Like Has that cave still. They have their spaces the two of them go to, but like, Parker is as much a part of the town as Theo is.
0: Okay. I think maybe their their first instinct is to try to get as many people out of the town as possible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: uh, this one's hard.
1: It is. I'm just, like, really kind of blown away by the visual, like, from the playtext of, like, these mountains crumbling both above and below, like I have my problems with inception, but that visual of like these two rocky areas, like one on top of the other, falling up into each other, is just
0: it's really good
1: mm-hmm.
0: They're just stuck between a quote unquote rock and a hard place because it's like where where do you take the villagers? You've got the tidal wave that threatens on one end Mm -hmm. and you've got the mountains on the other hand the other end falling into each other i think they just try to
1: get inland to maybe the hope that where the mountains are breaking away there might be some kind of cliff face something like where they can hide away from the water so if
0: the i'm sorry you broke up where the mountains are breaking away there might be another cave like like theo and parker's cave
1: uh but like on an opposing side so the water can crash over the top and maybe there the people will be safe
0: yeah that sounds like i hate saying this but i feel like you know maybe parker is separated from theo a little bit because they're trying to ferry as many people as possible to this mm-hmm. other side
1: yeah yeah
0: like starting with the the young and the the infirm, uh-huh, uh-huh. but it's it's quickly becoming obvious it's a lost cause because there are just too many people, and uh-huh. maybe their only hope. Somebody's been able to make sense of the the papers that Marius gave us, yeah. and so it ends up we have to protect them while they work on whatever magic ritual Marius started. To yeah. try to stop the planets from falling.
1: Yeah, and I think while all this is going on, like Theo, who's always has really not gotten that much taller, um, but has always been sort of like, as I said, like this person people don't apologise to, but like is taking stock and is like is standing st- straight and tall and is like this voice in of authority now, and is just like directing people what they can. Sending people just like go this way, we'll carry as many, but this we have to do if we can protect this. And people are listening, and like, this is a there's a seriousness and a gravitas to Theo that there's never been before. And their voice doesn't shake or stammer, and people listen, yeah. And this is not the way they would have chosen for this to happen, but it has,
0: yeah. I think we eventually get to the point where like boulders are starting to fall on the village though Mm -hmm. and it's just really difficult because there's so many of them and it's like parker tries to to go and and muscle some of them out of the way like you know run into them to knock them off course to protect Mm -hmm. what they can
1: yeah and i think um there's like this seems ridiculous to say earth shattering when the apocalypse is happening Mm -hmm. but i think um there's this like this terrifying cracking sound and the like the ground beneath them the, the like starts to split and part of literally the it the ground like falls away and i don't know how many people are lost with it but like They like bolts to parker and like clambers on like and it's so different to the first time and it and just like swings on and they have to dive down to try and get some of these people that they can they can't save all of them but maybe they can save some and they're gonna fight to save every life that they can
0: yeah and i think parker rushes through some of the the closing rocks to try to shepherd people as far out of as far out of harm's way as possible. Mm-hmm. Like it seems hopeless. It seems like a lost cause. But Parker, like the the worst things, seem to get the more determined Parker is to see this through.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know how we should end this scene. My God. <laughs> Oh I know d I didn't look ahead about how you're supposed to finish this up. Um Oh we've got to count bonds, but I'll tell you what say. So I think as they're doing this this is when like a boulder falls and they're too busy, the pair of them helping other people and it like clips one of Parker's wings and t- sends him into a t- into a spin. And um, because they've never needed a saddle, they've never needed anything to stay on,
0: that's when Theo falls. And I'm not sure that Parker's able to react in time, and I'm not sure that Parker's able to save save them. And I think this is probably where the scene ends, so we count up Bonds and see what the results are.
1: Yup. Well, I'm pleased... To announce that I got all four <laughs> of my things.
0: And I got all three, so we've got seven for this one. Okay, so total up. One
1: from the first scene, six from the second, so that's seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, plus 7, 32, 32 bonds.
0: So, for 26 through 35 bonds, through your bravery you've pulled through. The worlds will never be the same, but you have each other, and you have hope for the days ahead. Uh, You have four images to show in the epilogue. The epilogue is when we saw the end. These are the final words of our story. This gives us the opportunity to show the images of our fate. Based on your bond result, you will have a varying number of images available to narrate. The scene is a montage with small images or mo- moments meant to represent fuller action. Take turns with the writer starting first. Use this epilogue to wrap up threads to put a cap on emotions and to provide what closure we can. It may not be possible to resolve everything that came up during play, so choose wisely. Give narrative priority to what you think is important. If you received a good ending based on the amount of bonds you had in the final scene, narrate how your lives recover after the cataclysm. If your ending was less than favourable, narrate still images debris floating in the mist or images of grief.
1: God, that's some good writing there. Damn. (sighs) Okay. I think the first image is that person that was working the magic and it worked we gave them enough time and the world stops shaking and and things stop floating up into the sky and things stop falling from it and people stop screaming and it goes quiet and still and calm and i think that tidal wave just sort of peters out it's right at the cliff and then just sort of like rather than hitting it it's sort of like you know if you ever see like what flower looks like when you throw it up into the air like that kind of (sighs) disperse i think it does that and it's like rain falling down and that's image one
0: i think my first image is parker landing next to theo and like nuzzling at them and and making sure that they're alive and just pouring relief into their bond when he can feel them breathing and trying to help them stand up as they they've they've done it and Parker doesn't want to be the only one left standing now that now that it looks like the world isn't going to end
1: the next image we see is Parker and Theo together, and I think Theo definitely took some and is not the same like I feel like took enough damage that riding on Parker is the only time they can move easily now. I think that they took a w uh, took an injury in the fall, that means that they just can't anymore, but at least with parker there's there's like that freedom is still there. And they're doing okay. And it's taking getting used to. But the image is them meeting with a dragon and a rider from the other planet. Because these two planets are locked in like this ridiculously close orbit now. And the tides are definitely still very strange because gravity is not what it was. But like you can walk on the world and see this other planet like what a mile away? Two miles away? And so new trade needs to set up, new ways of being needs to happen, and it's Theo and Parker being like ambassadors for their world.
0: I like that. I think the next image is Parker helping to rebuild the village with some other dragons, like maybe dragons from the other world. And I think there's the implication that the dragons are helping each other like Theo and Parker go to the other world to help rebuild sometimes too. Mm -hmm. But they're inseparable.
1: Mm -hmm. The third image is the two of them returning to their grotto and it's not the same place anymore. But a piece of it survived and where it used to be like this very enclosed space where a little of the light could get in and like illuminate the water. Now it's more like an open hand; it's completely open to the sky. So the bioluminescent isn't quite the same anymore. But it's like this this seat, this chair that the two of them can sit in, away from when things get too much. When amb- ambassadoring gets too much, it's still far enough away for the two of them to sit and look up at the moon, and look up at the other planet, and just be with each other. And it's quiet and it's good.
0: I wanna say the next image is them growing old together. Yes. Like once once they're bonded, dragon and rider share a lifespan, and so it like splits mm-hmm. the difference between dragon and rider, I think. Mm-hmm. And so you see them growing old together, and maybe Parker's wings are getting a little creaky, but mm-hmm. they still they still fly. It's not the same acrobatics, but they're still together out there on the wind.
1: My last image. So you can have the super sad slash bittersweet one. My gift to you, my friend. Yep. Um is the two of them in like the house that they share on a veranda or something. And um like and it's oh, part of it's open to the sky. And this this child approaches, like, maybe 12, 13 years old, similar age, to obviously, to what Theo was in the prologue, and they're full of excitement because they found a baby dragon. And it's the two of them sharing this moment of recognition and getting to see somebody else begin
0: the journey that they went on together. I think the final image is Parker curled up around Theo. They're both old... You know, Theo's probably gray or white at this point, and Parker is, mm-hmm. has all sorts of silver scales around their snout, and, you know, their, their eyes are kind of roomy. And I think this is them in their home next to a fire, and they're both curled up with each other, and I think they both fall asleep. Sorry, I'm tearing up at the. No, it's good. It's good all right
1: once the epilogue ends cut your bonds and let go of the other person's hand the game is over
0: oh this is such a good game
1: yep can recommend (laughs) dang
0: all right so it's time for our outros Um, yep I've been Dora. You can find me on Twitter at HarpyDora. You can find the games I've written at HarpyDora.itch.io. Uh, you can find the podcast at FTLcast uh, on Twitter and on Patreon. Um, and you can get cool rewards like uh, bloopers and outtakes and archives of our live streamed games. Um, and a special Patreon-only game of this town is full of monsters is forthcoming. Or... Is forthcoming as of this time of the recording, Um, (laughs) and playing with me today. My partner in crime, my partner in (laughs) angst, crying. Yep.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I have been Jade. You can still find me on Twitter at Rose If you want to come cry about this with me, you are more than welcome. And if you want to see me play D D with a different flavour of angst, um, you can do so at twitch.tv/naturalrockers. 7 p.m. UK time Mondays and Fridays.
0: All right. Let's, Let's clap.
1: clap. Let's clap. clap. <laughs> All right.
0: It's Dora, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about our show using the FTLcast hashtag. No, seriously, we crave the validation and it helps us out. Your support really means a lot. Thanks again!